I'm not yelling struggle bus. I am. For sure. <sighs> Welcome <sighs> to Conversations in, in Comfort Pants. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. Hey, Alex. How are we doing? We're good. How are you? Good. Really? <sighs> a little bit tie tie. Yeah. I had a bad dream that woke me up. Oh, no. In the middle of the night, and then I couldn't fall back asleep. Oh, I hate those. Work was super busy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how well my brain works today. I already feel like I'm stuttering. <laughs> You're not. That's the great news. I know. You haven't hey, yet. I'm not stuttering. I'm not stuttering. <laughs> um, what you doing? What you got? Not a lot. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty a pretty quiet week in the world of Alex. Good, probably. Uh, Brian's been going on hikes. Oh, that's cute. He went to Mount Rainier this morning again. Okay. Again, and the thing is, it's everyone, and by everyone I mean like two people, are like, why aren't you going with him? Why don't you go with you have him? Have a job. Here's the thing, I have a job. I work on Fridays. <laughs> Does he not? No, he doesn't work on Fridays. Oh. He works. Tens. Oh, that's dope. Um, so he has Fridays off. But, so I'm like, I work on Fridays mm-hmm. is normally when he wants to, like, go and do mm-hmm. said hike. Number two, Brian does not understand the concept of beginner. <laughs> yeah. It's a foreign, foreign concept to him. He doesn't understand. He goes straight for hard. Well... I don't do that. What I'm did, like, do you I'm know what hike he did beginning. today? He, I do. <laughs> because he, I ask him very politely to text me. Sure, in case he gets lost. When he leaves and give me like times <laughs> so I know like if I haven't heard from him after a certain amount of time right. that I need to like call He's the authorities or something out. or a marmot. Um, Fremont Lookout. Oh, that's what I was hoping you'd say. That's what that picture's from. Yep. He that did one fr- is amazing. He did Fremont Lookout, and he said, if I feel good, which he did, he added second and third burrows. Okay. I don't know what that is, but Fremont Lookout is 10 out of 10. Yeah, he did. Especially on a day like today. He did Fremont. He did, so he was there at sunrise. Mm-hmm. So. Fun. He had a good time. He showed me some pictures. He nice. met a, uh, a marmot that he's named Dennis. Dennis. Um, Dennis the marmot. Dennis the marmot, who was just waking up. Oh, he's a sleepy marmot. Oh, he looks kind of grumpy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the marmot was, was a little, little grumpy uh, to see fun. him. But, yeah, besides that. Uh, oh, do we want to talk about this week's episode of Blow deck. It feels like we have to. That is sweeping <laughs> the nation. Media. Yeah. It's all over. It's I've everywhere. never seen any anything. Other than maybe um Scandalval. Which is why we started watching. Yeah. But like below deck related. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the first kind of thing no. that's like hit everything. It's because it was awful. It was terrible. It was the wor- like just Luke's a predator. Luke's awful. So is Laura. And you know what? Laura still is taking like zero accountability. I know. I, Absolutely not. Was it you who sent me her like Instagram post? I did. That was me. Her Instagram post where it was she just like. She said you were Allison because we've been talking about it. She was like, I need you to watch. I was like, 
that can't stay up till 11 like you. I have a job during the summer. <laughs> it's just, yeah, Luke's a predator. Um, Has he said anything? So he did. He, he did say? post something. It was like, taking zero accountability. Ugh, like that's... something about like, I just went in perception the room naked when the lights were off. Perception is went out of the room. Perception is your opinion, and I'm like, no, honey, no, no, honey. There, there were cameras. We saw everything. Which I was thinking about it with Brian because Brian and I had like oh, some additional conversations about this. Okay, because um, it was just that jarring for it both was. of us. And we think in his mind, in Luke's mind. The reason he did that is because the power went out. So he was going to save her. His brain was no. like, the cameras in the room don't work. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the that's power's why he went out. in there. That's why he went in there. He totally took it. But he totally didn't realize, oh, there's going to be guys walking around with giant cameras. And maybe... Turns out the cameras have lights. Maybe thought that the camera crew, because they're... They Those can't get involved. Are small. Yeah. But oh, yeah, usually yeah. the camera crew doesn't step in on yeah, anything. Yeah, like, remember when that one guy almost died because he fell off the back and got tangled up in that rope? And it was the camera guy that saved his life. Yeah, but they were like, they're usually not allowed to step in at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, but good thing he did. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, good thing he did. And so. good thing they did on this one. Yes, obviously. On both occasions. Although Aisha would have been there in a second later. Oh, yeah, Aisha. Because she was in there. She only left to go because the power went out. Because the power went out. And she came... She only came back because she heard production. Yeah, I think she was probably going to come back. She probably was. Um, but good on Aisha. Aisha's... And Captain Jason. They're perfect. They're perfect. They're, they are perfect. Yeah, Jason's I like, have no not notes. in my boat. Nope, you're out. And Aisha had him locked in from the restaurant. She was like, he's oh, from giving the jump. her weird looks tonight. Yeah. Not. She's not. like, I'm not. And then in the car, she was like asleep on the... Um, in the chair, like what's that called? A car seat. <laughs> in the back, and he was like, he had he made a look some in gross his eye. comments about like that they're gonna hook up later, and she's like, the passed out girl. Yeah, that's who you're gonna hook up with. Like, you nasty. <sighs> that poor girl. Yeah. yeah. And then so, for Laura to say like, well, all the things she said. I all the I things, can't even repeat all them, the things. She, she's just terrible. Um, and, oh, and she's doubling down on this. She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> doubling down. Huh. Like, she did that Instagram post that I shared with you, and then she posted again on Instagram when she made it, like, unprivate. It's private again, by the way. <laughs> um, I don't want to follow her, because I'm like, I don't yeah. want to, like, give you any, no, 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 anything. No, no. So I'm just like, you know what? Um, but yeah, no, she's, she's like. The worst. She's awful. Like, if the cameras hadn't have been there, she would have... Well, she kind of already was blaming the girl. Oh, she was. She absolutely was. She was like, well, I would have liked it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> would yeah. Would you have, though? She was like... Yeah, she posted again and was just like, you know... Uh, I find it beautiful that we have support for each other tagging Margot and adam and saying even when the support for such topic means a few hatred messages in my dms i don't take <laughs> them personally but rather as a sign that people care and well, then they didn't see what they what's the girl's name which one Margot? Margot, yeah yeah because they didn't hear what she said to Margot. no 
And so they probably saw it and were horrified and messaged her and being like, what is your problem? And now she's calling him out because she thinks she's innocent. She's not. She's, she's a not. terrible person. She's awful. She doubled down. She didn't do anything criminal like Luke did, but she's a terrible person. No. And then even, I thought it was good of Jason just to be like, yeah, I was clear on. Well, yeah, I guess he was doing that to him. Um, the other guy the like the one with the boston accent <laughs> adam adam yeah. the one that gets it constantly which yeah she was going you, too far with that she was going too far with that and then even bringing it up to margo and saying the thing she said 100 after Either jason was like we're fireable I we're done we're not talking she about it both. it's the situation's been handled we're yeah. not making anybody feel uncomfortable and she yeah. doesn't does that it's like no no, 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 yeah. no. I think Jason handled it really well. He didn't, like, say Margo's name. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew it was her, but he didn't say it. And he's like, I'm not standing for it. And then he didn't stand for it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just, you know, saying he's not going to and then let Laura. Well, she was terrible to begin with. Yeah, like, she, even, she was always terrible. She was always terrible. Like, talking smack to Aisha. Don't you mess with Aisha. Dude, that is a hard Number stance. one rule. Number one rule is you do not mess with sweet baby Asia. Sweet baby Asia. I do anything for her. I don't even know her. I love her. I love her. Yeah, I was happy to see on her Instagram she posted something about like the outpouring of love that she was getting. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, her and Jason, they are They're perfect. Neither of them can stop doing if they if one of them stops doing below deck, the other has to stop. Almost, yeah, because I will not stand for it. Well, I'm just I won't. I won't stand for either of them quitting. No, I would. I will be devastated. And I thought I was devastated when Kate left. I know I. I was, but it's not the same as Aisha and Jason. No. Mm-mm. I mean, who else is going to help Jason put in his contacts? <laughs> or make him go down with a rose in his mouth <laughs> to give breakfast to the. <laughs> To the guests. I just love that the contacts. I'm like, I'm like, I can relate to that <laughs> on a deep level because I'm blind. Yeah. Although I had, oh, I did have an eye doctor appointment this week. Tell it's me about it. Exciting things going on in the world. Would you get dilated? Uh, no, they do. Um, it's called Optomap. They take like, a <gasps> picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this the future? Yeah. Do they do this for everyone instead of dilating? You can. At least at, my, at least at my doctor, you can. I've been doctor, to the eye doctor in many a year. Oh, I go every year. We're best friends. Yeah. We're, we're tight. They, um, we figured out this time I've been going there so long that they do not have all of my records on file because they had to, <laughs> they like, were paper. Get, they were paper and they had to get rid of them. <laughs> they ran out of room. They had to shred them. <laughs> they had to shred them. <laughs> well, um, that seems like a problem, potentially. But, no, they have, like, it's a, it's a picture thing so you like put your eye up to this thing and they take like a picture of your of your Weird. eye and you don't have to get your eyes dilated it's an fantastic. opto opto map opto anywho the moral of that story Just is my that. eyes didn't change oh yay can you get lasik now no, because <laughs> my eyes are, are that bad. <laughs> I that thought they just had to stop changing. That's what they told me at first. Yeah, that's what first, you told me they said. They said, like your eyes have years to be ago. stable. For, yeah, I told you this 10 years ago. <laughs> they have to be stable for two years. We've got one under We've the belt. We've got one under the belt. This is normally what happens. We get one under the belt, and then the next year, everything will change. Sounds like it doesn't matter anyways. It doesn't matter anyway, because when I talked to the new eye doctor, because my old eye doctor retired, so I got a new one at the same place. 
Sure. Because you'd need to. I'm not, you know, not going Change. to a different place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already talking to a new doctor. I'm I like, know how to get here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't get a new place and no. get a new doctor. Not happening. Close and convenient. Forget about it. No. This is actually. I demand to go to Seattle. <laughs> I demand to drive 40 minutes out of the way <laughs> and be late every single time. Um, she's like, your eyes are so bad that even if we did it. Uh, You'd still have to wear corrective lenses. Oh, sure. Because they can't take off that much <laughs> of your eye. It's dangerous. <laughs> but you could, could see cause blindness. Oh, perfect. Could be a glass eye. Could be a glass eye situation. Part of the glass eye community. Um, but yeah, I know they're like, she's like, we'd have to like basically shave down half because that's what ASIC is. Is it's just shaving yeah. down a portion of your eye. Um, They'd have to shave too much. They're that wonky. They're that bad. <laughs> Weird. They're terrible. They're that awful. That stuff is tough. But anyway, well, I related to the putting the contacts in because yes. when I first got contacts, <laughs> I couldn't put them in. How do you see them? But now I'm a to pro. grab them to put them in if you can't Feel. see. It doesn't seem safe or sanitary in any way. Yeah, you take them out, you put them on your finger, and then just pull down and... You just feel around until you find them. I have them in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, you'd have so to. So I know exactly where they are, exactly <laughs> which side is right and left. You take your little seeing eye dog over I, to the counter. Feeling walls. <laughs> I honestly have to like feel the wall. That's crazy. And like have a path you can't carved get a out. House or you'll never know your path. I will never know my path. I have to have the path has to be clear. Oh God forbid there's steps. <sighs> well, Bagheera. <laughs> Don't see him. I bet he only had to learn that lesson he, once. He sure did. <laughs> it's like, oh, she coming. I'm like, I can't see you. <laughs> and you're black. You look like a blob <laughs> of something. Are you a shirt or are you a cat? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <sighs> things are tough. Things are tough. Um, did you also want to talk about the Project Runway? Sure. It's like the reality TV episode of... You know. I'm all about it, Below Deck crossover. Yeah. Did you watch it? I didn't. Okay. I just looked at the results. Well, they did a crossover. With Sandy was there. Lee was there. Did Lee... Did you watch it? No. Jason, Aisha... um, Gary. Gary. Colin. And Colin. Daisy. And Daisy. And then Mitzi? Two people I didn't really remember. They were both from Med. Hmm. I stand by what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Med, I try to, I, I just don't like Captain Sandy. Yeah. So I try to, like, not pay too much attention to Med. But when it's on, <laughs> I'll watch it, because. But, like, I've I gotta, seen them all. I gotta get my below deck fix. Oh, obviously. I can't not watch no, it. No, what am I supposed to do on Tuesdays? Yeah. Or, you know, any day if I'm catching up. Sure. Or doing a rewatch. The problem is I'm, I'm caught up. I know. <laughs> That's the point where there's no more catching up. There, there is. What's well, never Vanderpump? I said I'm, I'm. We talked about this before. The mic's turned on, but I am. I am behind. So behind. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm so behind. I'm the one who's gone on vacation. You have. I didn't, and I still didn't. Didn't watch enough. You can't tell me Brian was home today. You just told me he was on a hike today. I watched Vanderpump today. Oh, yeah, I told you. You, you didn't tell me that. You <laughs> watched said, three episodes. I said I watched three episodes today. 
fine. We did have that of the Vanderpump, and I might watch them tonight because he's so tired that he might still be sleeping. Perfect. So I might crawl into bed with a Hagen Dazs ice cream bar mm. and just watch me some Vanderpump. That's the dream. Great. I'm probably gonna do the same thing, but I'm like three seasons ahead of you now. That's true. You're getting to Scandaval. Almost. You're almost there. I think I just started season eight, and that's season ten, I believe. Mm. Which, this is just like what happened when I finished The Amazing Race. Yeah. I went into a deep depression. (laughs) Oh, no, we have to find you a new show, like, (laughs) immediately. (laughs) Because it was my whole personality, and then it was gone. Maybe I'll just start watching The Amazing Race again. Or you can just go straight for, like, Real Housewives. Yeah. You could commit to the Housewives. Because that's a lot. That's true. I feel like there's a difference between people younger than me and my age fighting and yelling at each other versus, like, a bunch of Lisa Vanderpumps. Very true. Like, Lisa's supposed to be the voice of reason because she's older and wiser. Mm -hmm. And rich. And and rich. She doesn't have any problems. But her with a bunch of her, her friends who are also rich. community. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can. It's very unrelatable. I will say. I used to yeah. watch um, Beverly Hills okay. and New York were the two that I would watch. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. So I've known and Lisa Vanderpump. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay. I've known of Lisa Vanderpump for many, 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 many years. I love her. I don't want to not like her. I No, I loved her on Beverly Hills. Okay. She was the re- voice of reason okay. in Beverly Hills. As long as she's stable. But yeah, it's, it's just a lot of, you know, it's, it's just fun to watch because it's they're so, it's so disconnected from like things yeah, that you're dealing with. It's like, well, that's, that's a problem that the crudite was warm. <laughs> Oh my god, you poor thing. Call it a vegetable tray like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I was like, ha ha, because I had no idea what that word meant. Crudite. But is that a fancy crouton? It's a a fancy vegetable tray. (laughs) Crude tray. Crude tray. Crude tray. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah, maybe not the housewives. We'll see. How desperate I get. Yeah. Get it. Uh, <laughs> I'll be a desperate we lonely did. person on my couch. <laughs> Brian and I did start watching Alone again because we stopped. Oh, there's a new season. And then we started recently. again. And then the next one coming out. I'm not sure if that one finished or not because my brother and sister-in-law are big watchers. They tell yeah. me about it. There's going to be one she was like excited because it's like below deck but alone because it's alone in Australia. <laughs> she was trying to sell me on that. Mm-hmm. So... I'll probably watch it. Hmm. It's a great show. It is great. We yeah, we just watched the new season that was just put on Netflix. Oh, okay. So you're behind on that as well. We're very behind. Because we stopped watching when they did the part, the pairs, the couples. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I'm like, this is defeats the purpose of alone. Once. I just didn't like it, and I protested. I was like, I'm <laughs> Clearly, done. it hurt them drastically. It did. It very much did. <laughs> But I didn't like that they were in Paris. Like, no, that, they've never done that again. That defeats the purpose of alone. Not that alone. No, you're not it that has alone. To be called. <laughs> kind of alone. <laughs> Wish you were alone. Sometimes. Emotionally alone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, we're gonna have to. We're, listeners, if you have any recommendations of reality TV, oh please, Clara can watch, and then tell me to watch. It's nice when you watch them with me, though. 
It is true. Because at least you know mm-hmm. how crazy Jax is. And I can be like, freaking Jax, man. Yeah. And then I'm so far behind you that I'm just like, did you? Like, I'm not going to say anything, but. You're like, I, I know that this happens. That something, something. <laughs> I know, because you already looked it up. Just like I did, because we're monsters. I, I know. I know all about their lives mm-hmm. to date. I know Same. it's happening. <laughs> I it's just don't so, know how we get there. It's so fun to watch the pro the progress. Oh, it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Nothing. I don't think anything like worldly has been going on. Oh, oh. knock on wood, you psychopath. Hawaii's on fire. Hawaii, Lahaina is gone. 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 I'm sad about the the one tree. Oh, the the banyan the banyan tree. tree. I assume it's me too. Gone. I'm not sure. I think that was it's so cool. I think they're. I think I heard I think today they're gone. not sure. It's still standing. But they're not sure. It's got like a billion roots. Right? About the damage. Mm. Okay. TBD. TBD. But yeah, it was so scary. People were like running into the water because they didn't have anywhere to go. And it was moving fast. <laughs> it was like a hurricane. Yeah. And fire. And fire. Those don't go well. There was throwing some sharks. You've got a TV show. You do. Or a movie, I mean. (laughs) And it's Hawaii. There's probably our sharks. Sharky cane. Sharky cane. Oh, no. I feel like there's one. So there's something there. We can't get get to it. Yeah. Her shark? Her her shark? Her shark and fire? Tropical shark and Tropical fire? Tropical shark and fire? <laughs> we'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll, DM, we'll, DM, we'll, DM. we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> well, it's still sea-based August. Still is sea-based August. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about some sea-based things. Mine's very short. Tell me it. Uh, I am talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, thank God. Have we not done this already? <laughs> Did you talk about the... I feel like you might have. Have I talked about the Bermuda Triangle before? Oh, no. Did I talk about it? I don't know. Talk no. about me again. No. No. I think I mentioned it. Okay. That in, like, familiar. things I thought that was going to be a bigger problem. Oh, yep, 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 yep. I think yep, that was one yep, of the things yep, that I yep. thought was going to be a bigger problem. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now I'm going... Like quicksand and yeah. swimming after you ate, that kind of thing. That thing. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, that's what I... That rings the bell. That was the mention of the Bermuda Phew. Triangle. But now I'm talking about You just about like pull up your, long, your old notes. <laughs> Try to trick I me. I could. I could. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, yeah, I don't. I th- take far too I much really time. think it was just, I talked about Atlantis. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, no. Can you tell me about it? Okay. Go so, in depth. The Bermuda Triangle, which is also known as the Devil's Triangle. Oh, yikes. Is an urban legend. No, it's not. It's an urban legend. Focus on a loosely defined region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean, where a number of aircrafts, ships, have said to mysteriously disappear. Mm. Um, So the there's a there was an article in the Gaddis Argosy um, delineated the boundaries of the triangle, giving its like places. It's like Miami to San Juan and Bermuda. So that Puerto Rico makes the triangle okay. shapes everything in there. Um, but subsequent water writers didn't really follow that definition. They're like, yeah, it's a 
pentagon. Oh, there we go. It's an oblong circle. It's wherever we need it to be. Exactly. Okay. Um, some writers even stretch it as far as the Irish coast. No. <laughs> I'm like, that's too big. That's just an that's, ocean. That's, that's, that's just an accident. That's the it's Atlantic the Ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not a triangle. No. I hate to break to you. Um, so the earliest suggestion of unusual disappearances in the Bermuda area appeared in as a September 17th, 1950 article published in the Miami Herald. Um, two years later, Fate magazine published Sea Mysteries at Our Back Door, which was a short article covering the loss of several planes and ships, um, including the loss of Flight 19 and a group of five U.S. Navy Avenger torpedo bombers. Um, the article was the first to lay out the now familiar triangle area where the losses took place and as well suggested a supernatural element to the Flight 19 incident. Tell me about Flight 19. I might do that at a later date. Okay, great. <laughs> tell me later. I don't want to know I'll now. tell you later. <laughs> um, so in... So the flight leader... Oh, it says Flight 19 alone would be covered again in another magazine um, where off the author wrote that the flight leader had been heard saying, we are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green. No white. What? This was a flight? Mm-hmm. Why are they entering water? I don't know. That's white and then green and not white. And now they don't know where they are. We'll discuss that at a later. I'm spooked, Alex. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm sorry for those of you who listen with headphones. You just got like me very loudly in your ear. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> so in 1964, a guy named Vincent wrote an article called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle in a magazine. Um, basically After saying, one plane crash? And the torpedoes? And a lot of, there's a lot of other, dif- there's a lot of disappearances. Okay. I didn't list them boats. all because I might do some of them later. Go on, I'll stop interrupting. (laughs) Um, We're a part of strange pattern of strange events in the region. Um, And he actually ended up writing a book called Invisible Horizons. Hmm. Um, So persons accepting the Bermuda Triangle as a real phenomenon um, have offered a number of approaches to be like, yes, this is what's going on in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. First and foremost, our favorite. Aliens. Paranormal explanations. Yes. Uh, triangle writers have used a number triangle of... Triangle s- writers. I know. <laughs> they just write in triangles. <laughs> um, have used a number of supernatural concepts to explain the events. Uh, one explanation pins the blame on leftover technology from the lost continent of Atlantis. Mm. Which I talked about last year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes connected to the Atlanta story is the submerged rock formation known as the Bimini Road off of the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. Bimini is a great I fun know. word to say. It's, it is spelled great, too. Bimini. Bimini. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's not Bimini. It could be Bimini. I think it might be Bimini. I like Bimini. <laughs> Bimini. Bimini. Uh, so, and the, but apparently there was a psychic who said Atlantis was going to be found in 1968. Okay. But that year was the year they discovered Bimini Road. B- oh. Did I say it right at the time? Bimini? Bimini. Uh-huh. Bimini. Um, believers describe the formation as a road, wall, or other structure. Um, but 
people are like, no, that's just a natural rock formation. That's, that's So it's just a rock. It's just rocks that happen to be in the line. Well, she got confused. Also, learn from cult leaders everywhere. Don't be specific about dates. No. Leave Bang. dates out of Leave it. Out of it. Don't commit to a date. Never. It's too specific. In life? Especially when you know you're lying. In cults? <laughs> Especially not in cults. Yeah. With a man on at a restaurant? Never, never commit. Never commit. <laughs> no, that's just me. <laughs> I'm the one who got married, and I'm like, don't do, don't commit. <laughs> I love my husband. Uh, so, so some hypothesize that a parallel universe exists in the Bermuda Triangle causing a time and space warp that sucks the objects around it into a parallel universe. So like a wormhole that we can't yeah. see. See, I love a wormhole. Going straight to the center of the earth with the oh, center of alien the earth. people. Or somewhere else with the alien people. Remember the lizard queen? I never forget about the lizard queen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I wanted, the MH370. Yeah, the Malaysian airplane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted that to be a wormhole. It could be. And they're going to show up and, you know, hopefully in my lifetime. Like the show, have you seen the show Manifest? On Exactly, like the show Manifest. Just like Manifest. Except it was my idea before that show came out. You should be getting royalties. I read a book that was like that, though. So. Oh. No. <laughs> was it fully my idea? Own it. Own it, Clara. <laughs> they went to Stonehenge before people found it. Go on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, wormhole, space-time continuum. Love it. And then other people are like, it's UFOs. Could be. Or they love triangles, probably. No, Unexplained like forces. Yeah, they, they're a big fan of circles. They're, they're not circle a fan now. of triangles. Yeah. Hard corners. Hard mm-hmm. corners. They never do hard corners. They don't do you hard You never corners. hear about hard corners. No. <laughs> I also don't like hard corners. They hurt. <laughs> well, what about like that? That would, that's, you know. that's fine because I can't run into that. A yeah. table with, with like hard, hard corners. Sure. Like this table has rounded corners. She's, this is she's fine. Rounded. That little side table. Pointy, pointy. That's pointy. And that's hip level for you. That, it's like knee level for me, but <laughs> it'll hurt. It'll hurt. I got bruises. I got bruises to show. Never a point. Never a point. All right. Uh, all right. So that's the phenomenon. Unexplained international. Uh, un- <laughs> they're they're just, normal. They're just from Canada. <laughs> it's a bunch of moose. It's Canadian aliens. <laughs> AKA mooses. At least they're really nice about it. <laughs> yeah, they, they suck you down, but they're like, sorry. Sorry, sorry you had to die today. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> All right, another. Sorry about your family and friends. <laughs> Sorry about that. Would you like some poutine? Yes. He always. <laughs> um, all right, so another explanation is compass variations. Mm-hmm. So compass problems are one of the most cited, like, phrases in many triangle incidents. Which aliens do? Compasses. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, a thousand years ago, I did Betty and Barney Hill. They got abducted, yeah. lost a bunch of time. There was marks on their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. they put a compass up next to it, it, like, just spun around a lot. Okay, got it. See, I wasn't... And also tri- There was backstory. Was there triangles? The they might have been triangles. See? Triangles. They were not in the Bermuda Triangle. It was a triangle. So it was a triangle incident. Um, 
So people theorize that unusual local magnetic anomalies exist in the area, mm-hmm. but when people actually go and like try to look for it, mm-hmm. they can't find it. Um, annoying. But people are like, you know, compasses have what's called magnetic north in relation yeah. to the magnetic poles. And true north. Different from tr- what true north is. And there's right. only like very few places where magnetic and true north are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's like from Wisconsin to the Gulf of Mexico. So where water isn't. Basically. Okay. Is that's where like it'll get you. I guess the Gulf you. of Mexico is water. Um. So anyway, that's, that's basically the end it. of your report. No, I'm not done yet. I got a few more things. Um, the Gulf Stream. Okay. So it's basically a river within an ocean. Like on Finding Nemo. Yeah. Okay. So it can carry like floating objects away very quickly. So that could play a role in things disappearing Makes because they like get sucked faster. in the Gulf Stream. Uh-huh. So they might go down in one spot and then... Sure. Um, methane hydrates. So an explanation for some of the disappearances has focused on the presence of a large field of methane hydrates, which is a form of natural gas mm-hmm. on the continental shelves. Mm-hmm. Laboratory experiments carried out in Australia have proven that bubbles can indeed sink a ship Hmm. by decreasing the density of water. Weird. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you got air and you have a ship that's sitting on a whole bunch of like air and water and that's making it less. And then the bubble pops. And the bubble pops and you go down. That makes sense. Like when you're in the bathtub and you have a rubber ducky and you put the rubber ducky on top of the bubbles and then he sinks because the bubbles pop. Mm-hmm. Those Australians, they love a rubber ducky. They love a rubber duck. Um, it ba- and basically there's, there's no large releases of gas hydrates are believed to have occurred in the Bermuda Triangle for the past 15,000 years. So they're like, it could happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> Other... Explanations are violent weather because you know hurricanes, hurricanes happen a lot in that area, and also human error. Okay. People being oh stupid. People from Florida. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> They're not all They're not. in one area at all. No. So this guy named Larry, he authored a book called "The Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved." Ooh. Um, argued that many claims of other writers were exaggerated, dubious, or unverifiable. Um, And he basically concluded that the number of ships and aircrafts reportedly missing in the area was not significantly greater, proportionally speaking, (laughs) than any other parts of the ocean. Okay. Uh, In an area frequented by tropical cyclones, the number of disappearances that did occur occur were, for the most part, neither disproportionate, unlikely, or mysterious. Mm -hmm. Um, He also said that writers would fail to mention storms or even represent the disappearances having happened in calm conditions when the meteorological records clearly contradict it. So okay. they could say it was a calm day, and it's right. like, no, You're it like, wasn't. No, there was actually Hurricane Irma. You had a hundred foot swells. Yeah, hundred feet. Holy <laughs> mackerel! That's a lot. 
Um, the numbers themselves have been exaggerated by sloppy research. Yeah. Something I would never I'm not do. familiar with I'm sloppy research. I'm not familiar research. with sloppy research. <laughs> it's not what I live on. Um, oh, so, for example, like a boat's disappearance would be reported. Yeah. But its return might not Was it be reported? as okay. widely reported. Okay, sure. It's like it disappeared. And then it's like, it's back. <laughs> They found it. They found and it. And everyone was on it. Everyone's fine. <laughs> um, some disappearances, in fact, never happened. Uh, one plane crash was said to have taken place in 1937 off Daytona Beach in front of hundreds of witnesses, which... They're all drunk. No, it's not a plane. It's a kite. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just a kite that fell down. Oh, dear. And then also the legend of the Bermuda Triangle as a manufactured mystery perpetrated by writers who either purposely or unknowingly made use of misconceptions, faulty reasoning, reasoning, and sensationalism. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, a great story. And in, in 2013, uh, the Worldwide Fund for Nature did a study, and they identified the world's 10 most dangerous waters for shipping, and the Bermuda Triangle was not one of them. <laughs> Southeast Alaska? I think so. I didn't I didn't I didn't go further. I've heard it is. Um so yeah, that is the Bermuda Triangle that's not really a thing. <laughs> Great job. You're, you're welcome, Myth everybody. Busted. Myth busted. <laughs> it's just terrible <laughs> record keeping and drunks. And just a and Florida. It's Florida. really just Florida. <laughs> Perfect. Good job. I love it. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna talk about Tugboat Jaskin 4. What? I hope you haven't heard this story. No, no. really good. I, I think I would me- remember something titled Tugboat Jaskin 4. Well, it might be called something else at the end. What happened to Tugboat Jaskin 1 through 3? <laughs> Nobody knows. It's what I want to know. The Bermuda Triangle. Were they in the Bermuda Triangle? Maybe. <gasps> okay. Jason 4, not Jason, Jason 4, was a tugboat owned and operated by West African Ventures. Okay. Um, it uh, is. It can pull a bunch. I wrote it down. 471 gross tonnage means nothing How to many me. down, Danny DeVito's I don't know how pull. much he weighs. Uh, <laughs> on May 26th. Clearly you're not committed to the craft. I know. <laughs> Figuring out the Danny DeVito conversion. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what I had to do with weight, too. I'll call him. Danny, get on the scale. <laughs> on May 26, 2013, Ooh. this tugboat was manned by 12 crew members. The captain, who was Ukrainian, and then there are 10 Nigerian crew members, four of which are cadets with the country's Maritime Academy. Mm-hmm. So they're experienced. And then... One Nigerian cook, so there's 12 people total. Mm-hmm. They were headed off to perform some towing operation for your friend, an oil rig. As tugboats um, do. Off the coast of, you guessed it, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They were meant to be supporting the Shen- Chevron oil rig there. They get there. Great. They're supporting it. They're towing it. Doing what tugboats do. Mm-hmm. Doing their tugboat thing. The weather is really crazy, though. Um, the swells, the waves, mm-hmm. they're big. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, land gets word that the tugboat has flipped over, been flipped over by a wave. Oh, no. And it's starting to sink. 
It fully submerges and goes down to the bottom of the sea <gasps> with all 12 members on board. And now they're all 12 missing. Yeah, because they're at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> it's terrible. Found them! <laughs> it's terrible weather, obviously. So immediate search efforts are limited at best. Mm-hmm. And so no one's rescued. Is this like a true Lord of the Flies story? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't don't think there is one. But anyway. Okay, so three days later, on May 29th, 2013, three divers approached the Jason 4. They're there to recover the bodies um, and whatever else they can. They have to investigate and make a report for the West African Ventures parent company, the Sea Trucks Group. (laughs) It's just a great name. It's a great name. (laughs) Not a bunch of thinking. (laughs) What's another name for boats? Sea trucks. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Done. Done. Okay, so the way that the boat sank, um, it was, you know, basically a big, it wasn't a rogue wave because they were all big, but it was a big wave that Mm -hmm. capsized it and it was on the ocean floor completely upside down. Mm -hmm. So the divers go down. It's 100 feet down to the bottom of the ocean floor Mm -hmm. to investigate and recover. At 100 feet, so that's like 10 stories. It's a long way. Very pressurized, too. Pressurized, the ocean's pitch black as well. So they have to have flashlights, obviously. Yeah. Um, And the boat's upside down, so they basically have to break in. So Mm -hmm. they have, like, tools for that. Um, There's also 12 bodies down there mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to have jackknives because they'll have to fight off sharks and barracudas eating the bodies while they're down there so this isn't just like a casual scuba dove right like no. they're fighting off sharks and best case scenario they're gonna find 12 dead people like hopefully they can find them all basically yeah so they have cameras and microphones. Um, they're scuba divers, so they don't necessarily know, like, they're not boat technicians. They're mm-hmm. scuba divers. So they have cameras and mics, and then the technicians are on the surface. Telling them what to... Like, yeah, so you being like, make don't. sure to look at this, and, like, if you need to do that, do this. Don't hit that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so makes sense. So the divers, they break in with whatever tools they have. They drive, they drive, they dive through the wreckage um, into everyone's cabins and corridors and respectfully handle a dozen corpses. Like, it's, it's not a good thing. No. So, all this is on camera, remember, so you can hear the divers talking to the technician. Mm-hmm. And suddenly a diver called Nico Van Harden, Hearden, maybe, feels something like whoosh across his back. A mermaid. It's pitch black, remember? You can't see anything. It's a mermaid. His flashlight's pointing ahead. It's on his back. And he's the last one in line of the divers. It's a mermaid. You can see nothing. <laughs> and you know sharks are I everywhere. I don't like the ocean. The bottom of the ocean. <laughs> not a mermaid, Alex. <laughs> okay, so no one sees because, like I said, he's it's the last dark. in line. It's dark. It's freaking pitch black. So he spins around to see what kind of friggin' monsters about to get him and he sees nothing at first and then out of the murky water he sees a hand it's a mermaid coming from the blackness surrounding him how is it not a mermaid nico can hear the technicians on the surface relaying the message that there's another corpse alex 
There's 12 dead people. Why would it be a mermaid? You said they already got 12. Um, so Nico sees this hand. He reaches up to like, you know, follow it up to get his body. And he grabs the hand and the hand squeezes back. I would scream for a thousand years. I, I I would never go back in a body of water again. I feel like you have to be a little more laid back as a deep sea diver because you can't panic, you'll die, right? Yeah, so. and you can't just like shoot straight up or else you get the bends. Right. So Nico, he's like, whew, you know, takes a breath. Hi, buddy. And he swims up to find the rest of this body and he finds in a four foot air pocket, the very much alive, Harrison O'Kenny after three days of being down there. You can watch this. I watched it before I knew what the story was. I had no idea I was watching some random show. Mm -hmm. And I stood up and was like, no freaking way. (laughs) Like it, It was very unsettling. You just see this hand and then a guy reaches up and he's like starts grabbing the hand back. It's <laughs> I wouldn't I would I, I was nope. shook. Nope. And then you sure can it's hear not a mermaid. the technician on the mic from land and shouting like he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. So, let's go back 3 days. <laughs> Harrison is the man who's alive still down there. Um, he wakes up in the early morning of May 26th. It's 4.30 a.m. Um, he gets out of bed to use the head, uh-huh. a.k.a. the bathroom. Um, he's the cook on board, so he gets up before everyone else to make breakfast. Mm-hmm. A couple As other... the cook does. Yes. You have I've to. learned on Below Deck. A couple other people are starting to get up, too, though, because, remember, the weather's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, the boat's rocking so much, they're probably... I'm not sleeping anyways. I might as well get up and, like, yeah. get fresh air and Adam puke in my bed. a good time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Harrison sees a couple people on the way to the bathroom, but he's got to pee before he starts getting breakfast ready. So he's in in one of the tiny bathrooms trying to, like, hang on for dear life and make it in, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And a massive wave hits the tugboat on the side. And then it just keeps going over, you know, like usually the boat would, like, get on the other side of the wave and come back the other way. Yeah. But it doesn't. It just it's keeps like, uh-oh. going over. <laughs> like, he's in the bathroom. Sometimes when I go to the bathroom, like at work or something, I'm like, this is when the big one's going to hit. It's going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to be gonna stuck be in, in here. going to be stupid stall for the rest of my life, which is 30 <laughs> more minutes. <sighs> um, okay. So, anyways, this isn't about me. Um, so he's on the toilet and the boat's sideways and it just like completely flips over. He's thrown off. When he lands, he looks up and he sees the toilet directly above Did he put him. his head in the toilet? Um, he did not. No. So, which means that he landed on the ceiling. Oh. So the boat's completely yeah. upside down. Mm-mm. That's a bad news. Before he can do anything else, he throws himself towards the door and opens it before there's like a bunch of water mm-hmm. trapping him in basically. And he escapes the tiny bathroom um, before it gets sealed with the water pressure, like I said. Mm -hmm. Now he's in the hallway. He sees water rushing into the boat from all directions. Um, He grabs a life vest because that's his training. Safety. And he runs towards an exit. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Um, For Harrison and all of his other crew members, 
the biggest concern is usually, not at this moment, Mm -hmm. all the other moments, pirates. Yeah. So they keep all the emergency exits as well as their individual bunks locked. Oh, no. To keep the pirates out. But at this time, it's keeping them all in the sinking vessel. So he gets to the exit hatch, tries it, it's locked. Finds the next one, that's locked too. Um, Water's rising every second. Finally, he sees three people ahead of him trying like a hatch that's like, you know, a distance away. And they open it and they just get washed away. Mm. And he's like, I knew immediately they were dead. Mm-hmm. Um, the water's getting higher. It's getting darker as mm. he's going down to the bottom of the ocean. And as the boat hits the ocean floor, he gets thrown into another tiny bathroom. <laughs> Not again. I'm back in the bathroom. I'm back in the bathroom. Okay, and remember, and I cannot stress this enough, from this moment forward, it is pitch black dark. He can see nothing. He gets an idea. He knows from experience the toilet's on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, The sink must be as well. So he swims up to the sink and finds that it has an air pocket Mm -hmm. where the, like, bowl of the sink is Mm -hmm. upside down. So he, like, puts his lips up there, and he's breathing through that. And he's able to breathe there for a little bit because the pipes that the sink would, like the water mm-hmm, if it was going down, mm-hmm. would go into, right? Those are empty as well. So mm-hmm. he, that those are full of air. So he can breathe in there for a little bit of time. Which is, I mean, that's super smart. Yeah. And he's just in his, like, undies mm-hmm. because he just got out of bed to pee when all yeah. this happened. Um, and the water's freezing. And he's... Uh, He's fully submerged other than, like, his two little lips. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get some air. Um, I just don't like that at all. Mm-mm. He could hear his crew members yelling, God help me, over and over. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, one by one, he stopped hearing them. You just, Aww. you don't recover from that. No. So he stays in this spot with his head in the sink for an entire day. Mm-hmm. That's what it said. How could you possibly know? Yeah. It's dark. Your watch probably You're doesn't work. freaking out. You don't have time. But it also probably felt like seven weeks. Probably. So he um, does realistically know that he's probably running out of sink air. So. <laughs> so he's making a plan to leave his sink and look for an exit. This is so risky, though. If he does find an exit, he's mm-hmm. still 100 feet underwater. He has to go up 100 feet to get to air mm-hmm. and also the bends. Like, yeah. the water pressure is such that you'd have to take, like, breaks yeah. or be in a compression chamber. Mm-hmm. Either, or in, like, a thing. I forget what, I think it's called, like, a bell. Oh, Looking yeah. Up and then into a compression chamber. Mm-hmm. You can't just go up. Plus, no. it's totally dark. Yeah. Like, he might know the boat real well and can move around when it's dark, but it's upside down. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. As a blind person... You can't see. You can't see. If you change anything about your surroundings, yeah. you're screwed. You put a cat in the way, you're on the ground. Yeah. Is it a cat? Is it a shirt? Nobody knows. Could be a shirt. Don't step on it. <laughs> and if he goes out there, can't find an exit, there's no guarantee he can find his way back in the dark to that sinkhole. To that air pocket. Right. The known air pocket. The one known air pocket. So this guy's real brave. And he said he thought of his wife and his mother... And he promised God that if he rescued him, he'd never go back to sea ever again. <laughs> Which, like... Which, same. I'm not sure that's the lesson he's giving you, but... I'll, I'll take that. I don't that. think I would need to promise God that. No. 
Okay. So he swims down and he finds the door handle of the bathroom and he opens it. And he so he swims out and it's he swims into the adjoining captain's bedroom. And okay. just because like I don't know, just out of instinct or something, he swims up. And he finds at the top of the bedroom, there's a four-foot air pocket. Ooh. So that's great news. Great news. That went well. He's living in luxury, comparatively. Yeah, All the space. Four-foot air pocket. I can <laughs> dry out my poo. <laughs> he can get most of his body out of the water here, which is great because it's freezing. Also remember the sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison isn't done, though. He finds a rope in the captain's quarters, and he ties it to you know something sturdy in there. And now that he has this reliable source of breathable air for the time being, he can go explore. He goes down and tries to find supplies and maybe an exit with the rope as like his path back. So he knows how to get back. Yes. He's got to keep herself busy. I think that's how a lot of people survive these kind of terrible mm-hmm. things. It's like not just sitting there panicking, but yeah. like, all right, what's the next thing I got to do? Mm-hmm. So after going back and forth um, into the air hole and down exploring, he grabs some wooden paneling and a lightweight mattress. And then he's able to put the mattress on top of the paneling so that when he gets too cold, he can get his entire body out of the freezing water and like, I mean, I wouldn't say warm up, but not freeze to death. Yeah. Um, And then after he found these things, he still hasn't found an exit, but he has a bed now. So Mm -hmm. he's like, I'll just lay down. And try and, like, think of something. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. He's laying there. He said he could smell the bodies of his crewmates. Ooh. He could hear the noises of sharks fighting over the bodies. Mm. So, now it's the next day. It's been over 48 hours. The salt water is rubbing his skin, mouth, and eyes raw. He's getting, obviously, more hungry and Mm -hmm. more thirsty. And time is running out. Um... He's also worried that the shift, no, that the boat will shift mm-hmm. and like his air bubble will go, you know, up into the surface mm-hmm. and he won't and he'll, he won't have that anymore. But also he knows that the air pocket's only going to last for so long. Yeah. Um, he said he was just praying that he would see some sort of light and like figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then he hears a new noise. He hears metal on metal. So this is not a shark coming for him, but mm-hmm. it has to be human or like a human tool at least. Yeah. So he's like, well, if I can hear them, maybe they can, like, if I make noise, they can hear me. Mm-hmm. So he dives down with his little rope in the freezing water and finds like a blunt metal object of some kind and swims back up into his little yeah. pocket that also is the saving grace and just like starts banging it against the wall. Mm-hmm. But we know... From the beginning of the story, the divers don't hear this. Mm. And eventually, the distant sounds fade away. Um, then, remember how he was just asking God to see some light mm-hmm. in all this? Did well, he, he see? sees a literal light. Oh, he sees someone's <laughs> see, what, see what I did there? He sees a narrow beam of light through the dark, murky water. And the flashlight beam is beneath him. Um, he sees the diver swim into the room, and so he dives down into the water and swims, but the diver's got flippers. He's mm. eaten that day or the three days before, you know. He's swimming very slow. So, yes. Yeah, so the diver um, is too fast. He can't He can't reach him. Um, and he doesn't want to get lost in the dark. Yeah. Come that far, they're almost there, and mm-hmm. then you die because you go too far away from your hole. So he goes back into his hole. Which would just be like 
heartbreaking. Ugh. But the beam comes back not too long later. He sees the diver come into view, but um, we know Harrison. He's smart, mm-hmm. calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unbelievable. And he knows that these people are not looking for survivors. Yeah, they are, like, they are looking for Like, if he jumps bodies. out, they're all going to freak out. They all have jackknives because they're ready for sharks. Yeah. They're going to freak out and they're gonna stab them to death. Exactly. Or a mermaid. So he swims up and he lightly taps one of the um, swimmers on the shoulder. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that this is Nico's shoulder from the per- first part of the story. So Nico spins around because he's freaking out and he sees Harrison's hand floating in the water, like beckoning towards him. Nico grabs his hand, Harrison squeezes back, and everyone realizes, holy moly, sweet Jesus, there's a survivor. Yeah. So Harrison leads Nico up to his air pocket. Mm-hmm. Welcome Remember, to my air hole. This is all on video again. Still, we're back to video. And they're like, holy freaking crap. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Nico and gives him water. Holy man to MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Nico gives him water, which for some reason he has, um, and he starts talking to the people Nico does on the surface about how they're going to get this guy out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nico's like, like clearly in shock on yeah. the video, like this is insane. Harrison said that he could tell Nico didn't believe what he was seeing. Mm-hmm. Like he said that I knew when I was drinking the water, he was observing to see if I was really human because he was freaked out. A mermaid? No, a ghost. <laughs> A nitrogen gas leak in your tank and you're hallucinating. Mermaid's the best case scenario. I'm going for best case. (laughs) Okay, so now there's people here. They have radios to the freaking surface. Harrison just like bursts into tears. Can you imagine that amount of relief? No. No, you can't. No. (laughs) Okay, no, I can't, Clara. Um... But like I said earlier, the bends. So he can't just swim to the surface. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he's dehydrated, he's weak, and he's in the first stages of carbon dioxide poisoning from breathing his own breath for three days. Oh, boy. Um, so from the team up top, they send down an air hose, and they're just like blowing, I don't know, with a fan or something, mm-hmm. blowing fresh air in there. Yeah. Um, I guess his eyes were kind of glazed over, so he was, like, seriously close to having no oxygen when mm-hmm. they found him. They don't want to give him just, like, too much pure oxygen. Mm. Apparently, that's... I mean, if your lungs are weak, that's bad, so they put a little helium in there. Apparently, that's easier for weak, weaker lungs to handle. It also makes your voice sound really and cool. And it also adds <laughs> a little bit of levity, a, a little bit of pizzazz. <laughs> He's like, get me out of here! And they're get like... No, we have 15 steps before we can do that. Here, suck on this hose. And then his panicking kind of gets funny. <laughs> because it's really... Get me out of here. I'm afraid. Get me out of here. <laughs> and remember, you can watch it. It's all recorded. It does sound like that. Okay. Now he's kind of starting to come back to life with the air. Um, they put him in the diving gear with the mask and everything. And they lead him out of his little air pocket. <laughs> They make their way out of the stupid boat and into the ocean. <laughs> and there he gets attacked by a shark. <laughs> Once they're out, though, they do have to put him into that diving bell, which yeah. is like, it's nowhere cute as it sounds. It's basically a tiny chamber. It's kind of, it looks like the, it's like the size, basically, of the Titan, the submersible mm. that exploded. Um, but that basically makes sure that his body pressure stays the same pressure all the mm. way up. Mm-hmm. And then... 
when he gets to the surface, they take him out of that tiny, horrible thing and put him into another tiny, horrible thing, um, the decompression chamber. Mm -hmm. And he has to stay in there for two days. Ooh. Which sucks. But they have snacks. Um, yeah. In this one. And they give him food and give him meds. And they're basically just like... Asking him a million questions, yeah. like, how on earth did you pull this off? Everything in line. <laughs> it's about time. I'm happy to be here. I was in the bathroom. Uh, but no one has... <laughs> I just had to pee. I just had Honestly, to pee. Honestly, saved his life. Though. Yeah. If you're... The late, lesson learned. If you're laying in bed and you have to pee really bad, go you're pee. trying to go back to sleep, go pee. Because you never know. It could save your life. <laughs> you never know. Um, his survival has baffled experts and led to a bunch of theories that, like, no one can agree upon. Like, he he should not have been able to survive. That's the only thing they all agree upon. Yeah. The air pocket was barely, if even big enough, to have enough oxygen. Um, he should, quote-unquote, basically have, like, froze to death because the water is so cold. Mm-hmm. Just really no one knows why he didn't die. And they're sharks. And just, like, panic to death is what I would do. Yeah. Um... But he did. He survived. He gets out of the dumb chamber two days later and reunites with his family. Um, of course, his mental health is not easily healed. He has Takes terrible... some time. He has, yeah, um, terrible survivor's guilt and nightmares. His wife said that he'll just start yelling in the middle of the night that their Ooh. bed is sinking in the water. That would be so scary. Harrison kept his promise not to go in a boat <laughs> because screw that. What? And he works in restaurants that are firmly on the ground. But over the years, um, something changes and he what? becomes a commercial diver. Harrison! He gets a job with the same company that sent Nico and the other divers into the sunken tugboat that saved his life. And he's now qualified to go down 160 feet, which is. 60 feet further than where he was trapped. So he kind of like was like, you know what? I'm going to take my fear and I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to double down. And maybe I'll get to save somebody one day. <sighs> so in June, it was um, June 2023. It was 10 years mm-hmm. since he was rescued. Um, and that's the amazing survival story. And I'll say come back since he is a scooter. I, I will say come back. Of Harrison O'Kenna. I've never Isn't heard that, that story crazy? before. I'm going to make you watch the video. Okay. Okay. August 15th. August 15th. On this day. 1534. Okay. Ignatius of Loyola co-founds the Society of Jesus Religious Order in France, a.k.a. the Jesuits. Oh. You never hear Ignatius anymore. Ignatius. great name. That's a great name. <laughs> Iggy. Oh. Is that her full name? I don't know. Uh, 1620, the Mayflower set sail from Southampton, England. Uh, 1635, the first recorded North American hurricane hits Plymouth County. Oh, that would be miserable. (laughs) You barely have a house up. There's oh, your crops are ruined. No now such thing about starve a, to death. No such thing about a generator. There's no cheese. No. You can't just have a cheese snack. No. I hate it. Uh, 1848, M. Waldo Hanchett patents everyone's least favorite chair, the dental chair. Oh. I mean, they're kind of comfy. They're comfy, but... It could be worse. could be worse. <laughs> Uh, 1870, the Transcontinental Railway was actually completed in Colorado. 
That seems like the middle of That's the continent. That's not. <laughs> Did they meet in the middle? That seems so much harder. I don't know. They must, they must have. Huh. Congrats uh, that they... Did that. 1939, The Wizard of Oz premieres at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. We're off to see The Wizard. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, 1945, Victory Over Japan Day. Yeah, Victory Over Japan Day. The Japanese surrender and the end of World War II is announced in Japan. It was the 14th for us, but... It was the 14th Time zones. It's also known as Korean Liberation Day. Great. Congrats uh, to them. 1947, India becomes a sovereign and democratic nation independent from the United Kingdom. Been there. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome! Uh, 1948, the Republic of Korea, also known as South Korea, mm-hmm. was proclaimed. Uh, 1960... A UFO is sighted by three California patrolmen. Doesn't seem notable enough. Does seems like there needs to be more like information. People see, <laughs> see UFOs all the time. Seems like I need a little bit more information than just they saw one. I live by the airport, and I can convince myself that looks that doesn't look like a plane. Really, that looks like a UFO. Oh, I live next to the flight line. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they go around. I hear them. <laughs> All the time. No, but I see them and I can convince myself. I know it's an airplane. How many airplanes come by here every day? Thousands. <laughs> I still think it's a UFO. It's a UFO. Uh, 1960. I'm just saying three is not a reliable number. It's not. Um, 1969, the Woodstock Festival opens in Bethel, New York on Max Yasger's dairy farm. <laughs> Bethel, New York. Bethel, Love New York. Bethel. 1974, the longest team trampoline <gasps> bouncing marathon. What? 52 days. Team bouncing. Six people jumping on a trampoline for 52 what days. What you need a snack? I think you take turns. You cycle through. Cycle through. That seems like a big commitment. Uh, 1977. A possible alien radio signal from deep space. Another alien. Received at the Big Ear, which is Ohio State's radio telescope in Delaware. And the signal said, wow. (gasps) I don't know if it was a compliment. (laughs) Like, wow. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, well, I was vague. Yeah, well, I was very vague. vague. (laughs) Uh, 1979, Apocalypse Now is released. When? Just kidding. No. Uh, 1995, the Macarena <gasps> single is released by oh Los Del Rio. Oh my goodness, I love that. Took over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015, North Korea creates its own time zone. What? Moving clocks back a half an hour. Well, they would. And 2022, Scotland becomes the first country in the world to make period products free for everyone. I didn't know that. I would have stocked up when I was there. I was I'm, there before 2022, though. <laughs> I know. I'm like, now, why did it take until 2022? It's the pink tax, baby. Ugh, I hate it. 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 That's All right. It. You got most of mine. I have a couple more. 1548, Mary, Queen of Scots, arrives in France Ooh, at the age of six. Um... 1914, Julian Carlton, a disgruntled employee, kills Martha Brothwick, 
her two children and four others with a hatchet Ew. and burns down Frank Lloyd Wright's home Ew. while Frank's away on business. Ew. Martha was Frank's mistress. Ew. I didn't know Frank Lloyd Wright was a bad employer. I <laughs> didn't either. About that. Um, 2012, Felix Hernandez of the Mariners Heard of him? becomes the 23rd pitcher ever to throw a perfect game hey. against Tampa Bay. That's all. May they RIP. Mm-hmm. 10.57. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Macbeth, uh-huh. the King of Scots, <laughs> slain in battle by the son of King Duncan at about 52 years old. I only know about him because, not of Shakespeare's play, <gasps> because um, that part of Shakespeare's play, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, creeps in the petty face day to day, oh, was in Hamilton. Look at <laughs> I know of him of the Scottish play because I love Shakespeare. I, I just did. rolled my eyes deeply. I you did. <laughs> you couldn't see. I I love I love it reading a, a good a good role. Shakespeare play. I don't get it. I love it. I love tried. it. Uh, 1935. I'm assuming it's the same play. Okay, crash. I have this as well. Wiley Post, who is an American aviator who did the first solo flight around the world, and Congrats. Will Rogers, who is an American humorist and actor, both died in a plane crash in Alaska. I'm assuming it's the same one, or else it was just a bad day for flying bad in Alaska. Another day, something. I know. I thought that was interesting as yeah. well. That's it. Me too. Okay. Happy birthday. HB. Uh, 1769. Napoleon Bonaparte, French military leader, emperor of the French, and king of the short people. Oh, wee wee. Literally, wee wee wee. Wee like he's wee wee. Uh, 1912, Julia Child, American chef, author, and television personality. I saw her, uh, they recreated her kitchen at the Smithsonian in D.C. Great. I love the movie with, obviously, um, Meryl Streep. (gasps) Julie and Julia. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, real quick, have you watched any of the new murders in the building? No, um, Meryl Streep's in it. She's my it's my airplane show. Okay, and great. we're going to San Diego in a couple weeks, so I'll be watching it. Paul Rudd on the way down. Um, Meryl Streep, ooh, and Martin Jordan. I mean, you had me at Meryl. I know, I shouldn't say anymore. You had me at Meryl. Go on. Uh, nineteen forty-four. Linda Ellerby. Tell me, who she's she an is. American journalist who was on Weekend. NBC Overnight, and how I know her. Okay. And I swear, she is the reason why I watch the news every day. <laughs> Nick News. So like Nick at Night? Nickelodeon. Okay. At like four, five, four, oh, five. Oh, no. You've been They would do a news show. But they geared it towards kids, where it was like, they, they'd tell you things that were going on in the world. Hmm. But it wasn't like death and destruction. Oh, blah, no. blah, blah. It was Can like we bring that back. It was actually like educational and like this is what's actually happening in the world. Like, but it was very geared toward children. Hmm. I remember watching it all the time, and now I watch the news every night because of Miss Linda Ellerby. Uh, 1964, Melinda Gates, American philanthropist and co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and really, really rich because she divorced Bill. <laughs> is she problematic or just Bill? I think just Bill. Okay, great. I think she's... she's, We can still celebrate her. 
She's like Mackenzie Bezos. We love Mackenzie Bezos. Okay, great. Because she... She got like a, like 60 billion in her and divorce. And she gives it away. Okay, great. She like, by the million, she like just give it away. You can't spend that much. No, I'm she's like, what am I going to do with all of this? So yeah. she like, she doesn't say anything, but she'll like mm. write checks to like different foundations and charities and like support things. And it's just, is very generous. Okay, great. So Good we love, we love Mackenzie. We love Melinda. Great. Uh, 1968, my hair idol. Oh my God, she's got great hair. Deborah Messing <laughs> of Will and Grace. Sorry, baby, but you're never. Gonna... I won't. No, nope, not gonna. You get a wig. Uh, I could. You know, if I tried and put some effort into this thing on top of my head, I could get there. If you straightened it, yeah. No, she has curly hair. In Will and Grace. OG Will and Grace. Okay. She had the red hair and the curls. It was the first time I saw someone with curly hair on te- like big curly hair on television. Okay. Keep and going, I was I'm like, look. hair goals. Uh, 1969, Chris Judd, American actor, choreographer, and briefly married to Jennifer Lopez. She does have great hair. See? Yeah, I get it. I get you see it from the 90s with yeah, the curly? This guy? I yep, mean, this yep, one. yep. That's amazing. It's my hair idol right there. I was thinking later, straight nope. down. I was like, oh, baby. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> That Deborah Messing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so 1969, Chris Judd, also known as the former Mr. Jennifer Lopez. And also on this day in 1972, Ben Affleck, who was also current an actor, Mr. writer, Jennifer director, Lopez. and current Mr. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> She's got a day. She's got a, a star sign. I she was likes. really looking if, if P. Diddy and uh, <laughs> Mark Antony were bo- both born on this day, I would have been like, she has a day. And the, uh, the one baseball guy. Oh, hey Rod, yay Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1989, Joe Jonas, American pop singer of the Jonas Brothers, and 1990, Jennifer Lawrence. J Law, love her. We love her. Love her. I just have one more. 1978, the volleyball player and gold medalist Carrie Walsh. <gasps> Big fan. She's tall. She's awesome. Big fan. I love yeah. watching her in the Olympics. Uh huh. Yeah, she's great. Uh, we got the Olympics next year. I'm so excited! Yeah, I love the Olympics in France. In France, will we? Oh, we. So Brian's cousins. Brian has two sets of cousins that are getting married next year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we got a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> We're mad at you. Remember? No, that's another one. So there's technically so you can go to France. Three sets of cousins. So we can be mad at you for not going to France. They're <laughs> getting married in San Diego, oh, okay. but their honeymoon. They're going to the Olympics in France because she won tickets <gasps> to go to the Olympics. So they changed everything for their wedding so that they could go. That's incredible. To the Olympics for the honeymoon. Jealous. I know. I know. Me too. Super jealous. Cool. Well, That's we did it. it. We did it. Uh, we won't be here next week. No, I'm overwhelmed. And we're telling you that. We're telling you we're not going to be here. Because <laughs> I'm going to be having a terrible week. Because so. Claire's going to be having a mental breakdown. Yep, meant to be and turning 35, so twofer. She's turning 35. Wait a minute. (laughs) Shoot, I should have brought your gift with me today then. Uh, I'm just going to have to come over and It'll be something to look forward to as I'm breaking down in the fetal position. Okay. Because like I said, like I told you, I'm very, very happy. (laughs) I'm very excited too. Very happy. (laughs) I might be overplaying it, but. No, I know you're a good gift giver. I think I... 
This is the first time I've been like, I think I did really well. Because <laughs> normally I'm, I'm second, so I'm second guessing myself. Oh, did I wake you up? Uh, well, I, I got you something too. Cause oh, because it's your birthday to you. Um, which, by the way, I didn't tell you we um, we played the new uh, no apples to apples. Oh, what do you mean? The new set. Well, yeah. What do you mean? You gave me. Yeah, it's fine. Nice, wonderful. Was it family friendly? Or did you uh, not use the family? Because there was a non-family they friendly. They're kind of all lumped together, so I'm not. Oh. And then I think I shuffled them. So oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Anyways, it was wonderful. Yay! Love you and love, love you. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.